Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Welcome everyone, welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Um, I'm joined by John from the Sense of Shelf podcast. Hey, I said it. I was I was absolutely convinced I was going to stuff that one up. Great job. <laughs> Honestly, like you're you're a man after my own heart. Like my my room is I'm drowning in books. They're absolutely, like I have to kind of get rid of them every so often so that I'm not nonsense overrun. Oh yeah, if somebody came in, if, if like somebody ever came in here and I'd look and it'd be a bit like you've got an awful lot of Hitler books in here. Like yeah, I do history. I read about stuff. Second World War. Um, it's, it's nothing nefarious. Um, but no, welcome, John. Um, nice to have you. Uh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you having me. And yes, uh, I do host the Sense of Shelf podcast. So, uh, and it's all about books, as Sean said. So, if you like books, you like to talk books, by all means, find me Apple, Google, all those podcasting places. Exactly. Well, we'll uh, we'll do a little um, self. Uh, what's it? Selfish plug towards the end um <laughs> i always i was like people do that um yeah so we're talking blackfish um, yes, a nice pleasant way to end our end our day yeah a lot of people did not want to do this you know like <laughs> what you saw i put i put out saying does anybody want to discuss blackfish um and people were like nope nope don't want to talk about it and i was like oh somebody anybody um I can understand, though, for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Blackfish is uh, Gabriella uh, Copperthwaite's hard-hitting 2013 documentary about a killer whale called Tillicum, um, who was involved in the death of three people uh, and SeaWorld, and basically looks at their practices and the work culture regarding killer whales in captivity. Um, so since the, the release of this film, uh, what, uh, what, nine years ago? Um, SeaWorld's like profits have dropped um, and six years ago they announced that they would stop the practice of breeding in their parks uh, now before anybody's thinking god where, like, where are you going with this usually these are light hearted and kind of film and chatting and well you know I thought I'd tackle a documentary I've done a couple before um, and as I've said to anybody listening on, on this is hopefully going to be a bit of a balanced view like if you go to SeaWorld or another aquarium or a zoo, like it's, it, this is nowhere kind of having a go at your decision to do that. It's entirely up to you. Um, anyway, the film, sorry, John, I have just, just got this little intro and you'll be in, in a minute. Sorry. Um, no, no, please. So the interview, the, the film contains interviews with former SeaWorld trainers, OSHA experts, which for anybody outside of America, so it's the, well, in it's OSHA in America is the occupational safety and health. Um, and so that the, the equivalent of that in, in the UK um, is the HSE, the Health and Safety Executive. And in Canada, it's the CCOHS, which is the Canadian Centre for Occupational Health and Safety. Those are my three top tier countries who listen. Uh, Germany, who's number four, there's a split into various different um, organisations to do with different, different parts of the economy and, of course, the European Union. 
regulations. Anyway, all that aside, um, yeah, what did you think, John? I was going to say, did you enjoy it? But I think that's the wrong word. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough documentary to enjoy. Uh, I remember watching this years ago, pretty soon after it came out, my wife and I watched it. And I, I love the ocean and ocean life. So it was something I really wanted to watch. And I haven't watched it since until speaking to you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very enlightening for because I, I don't know about the UK, but that type of attraction is so prevalent over here. And they're everywhere, whether it's SeaWorld or Bush Gardens or even like Disney and the, the, the number of zoos we have in this country, that type of attraction is very popular over here. Yeah, I mean, we, we have zoos. You've got like your big zoos, like Chester Zoo, London Zoo. Um, and But to be fair, in terms of like massive attractions like that, not particularly um, that I can think of. We certainly, although we have had um, killer whales or orcas in captivity, um, big, I think one of the first was held um, in Flamingoland, which, which is um, like a theme park uh, with a zoo. Um, and a, a, okay. And a killer whale was held there, and there was incidents, incidences with that with that whale. It didn't kill anybody, but uh, it was quite aggressive to to the trainers and things. Because I had a bit of a read up about that. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's a uniquely American thing, but it's, you know, America. You you go bigger and better, and it's not a criticism, <laughs> but you know, you <laughs> better 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 might not be the best, but yeah, bigger definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or the perception of better at least. Right. Um, obviously, you, like. I love like love Americans to bits. They listen. They're my biggest audience. Uh, but I'm not from there, so sometimes some of the decisions you make confuse me. As I've no doubt, some of the decisions we make over here confuse you also. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, SeaWorld came out with like a, a rebuke to the film, uh, like the truth about blackfish. And I actually read this, um, just kind of, I mean, I think it's archived now. Because, but I had a bit of a read of it, and it was basically just saying like most of the trainers didn't work with Tilikum. Most of them didn't work with killer whales. They they kind of worked in the park, but worked with different animals, you know, like seals and stuff like that, and dolphins and things. Um, just kind of trying to diminish the status, really, and the credibility, if anything. Um, right. Like that makes it better that they kept a ginormous whale in a pool. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that they're trying, um, they're trying to kind of, what the but, but that, I think the whole point of that is though, even if you work somewhere and you're not directly involved with the whales, you know a company's um, what's the right word like policies, uh, uh, no culture, you know their culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you work somewhere, you know what the culture's like. Um, so just because some of them didn't work directly with that whale or with the whales, it's not like it's not like they didn't know. Um, and you know, and and one, you know, the the story focuses on. Um, the 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 death of sea life, sea life, sea world's like head trainer, and her family distanced themselves from the film, saying that uh, Dawn would not have remained at Sea World for fifteen years if she felt that the whales were not well cared for. Um, and Mark Simmons, who's actually in this as well, um, who worked with Tilikum, Tilikum much more than any of the others, um, he said that um, he kind of distanced himself from this, um, and kind of. He said that's why not a lot of what I said was used. Because when you watch the film, he's one of the only kind of dissenting voices, giving kind of another viewpoint that the, the, these aren't crazed animals. You've got to look at the history and, 
I think he's right in that respect. Um, I mean, what what do you think? What do you think, John? Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm trying to remember which one was Mark. I think he was one of the ones that I didn't really care for in the video, if I remember correctly, in the movie. There, there's a few. He's the guy. That... He's the guy who they ask about Laurel Parker. Um, and he says, I can't speak about that with any specific. Oh, right. He said I wasn't that, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is right in a way. I mean, you, you can't call yeah, it or something, but but he said that he, he made it. Um, and a lot of what he said wasn't put in because he, he was very much saying it's, it's they're not crazy animals. Um, oh, so he, yeah, he was the one, he has like the aquarium behind him as he's speaking, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And see, so one of the, the things about, about Tilikum as well is, is a lot of the, the whales went through kind of desensitization training. So that would mean they'd be, they'd be trained what to do if a human fell in. So they would, they're trained to kind of circle the perimeter of the pool and just stay out of the way if somebody right. fell in. Um, and they do this from a young age. Problem with Tilikum is by the time he goes to SeaWorld from uh, Sealand of the Pacific, which is in uh, is it Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Yes. Um, he's big. He's massive. He's like a he's a male bull. So he he's not young enough to be trained that way because it'd be too much of a risk. And of course, with the the death of of Kelty Byrne as well, um, it's deemed too dangerous. Like because if something happened from a litigation point of view, you could say, well, you knew there's already been a death, even though they could never say which whale it was. Um, it's too much of a risk, so they couldn't do that with him. I think that's right. like so the sea, and that's kind of what Mark was arguing that the Sealand uh, killer whales that came had never had that training. So if something fell in their pool, whether it was a cork bottle or a float or a boot or a human, they would treat it as a mystery object and kind of play with it. But because right. they're so big, like the 12, he's like 12,000 pounds or something, and you know, a human's what 200 or something like that, um, they would kind of play around with it. Um, and, and, and cause a lot of injury, if not anything worse, because they don't understand, in a way, kind of what they're doing. They're not used to right. humans, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's not the most lighthearted subject, John. I do apologise, but um, but they, yeah, they, so they didn't do that. Um, and I got a lot of information from the killer in the pool, so that was uh, an online article uh, that actually inspired the director to do the film. Uh, that's you can find that on outside online if anybody wants to go on. Uh, and have a look but uh, yeah okay. you were saying you didn't uh, you didn't care for some of them like did you have opinions on certain people who were talking or... right and you can kind of see it with that person mark because uh, he's definitely he's definitely painted negatively because at the entire time he's talking he's he doesn't seem to be really speaking out against or or even really showing regret as to what they did uh, so so he kind of he left a bad taste in my mouth when watching I think it's tough, isn't it? Because the, the film very clearly it, it very has a, has a very definitive narrative. Right. They definitely, they're, they're making their viewpoint very clear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they choose interviews and footage that back that up, which, which, is, which is their prerogative. You know, you, it, it's like activists. Well, it, you know, you think, right, this is what we, what we want to focus on and make people aware of. Um, but it, it, whether or not it could have been more balanced, pr probably. Um, in turn, but it goes the, the criticisms of it that it went quite sensationalism. And, but, but I mean, it's it's not like you have to kind of 
you don't have to sensationalize it because it's already such an unbelievable story when you especially when you look at the history of Wales and how they've been captured and things. So yes. Um I think it's tough because it's like anything, they've probably interviewed those people for hours and then they select little bits out of that. Um so yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate, isn't it? I suppose. Um and and that kind of that places like SeaWorld have put a huge amount of money into conservation research. But then, like the ending, um, and again, the whales are kind of anthropomorphized, um, but they kind of have to be to make you care. You know, if you if you kind of went really cold-hearted at it and said, oh, they're just, they're just fish and this is what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mammals, either or. Um, I'm not a biologist, clearly. Um, then people will be like, oh, okay, like, you've got to kind of make them care. Um, but the thing is, is that, like the ending scenes kind of say, they kind of leave you with that thought, at least me of, you know, this is where these animals should be. Why, why are we even having this conversation? Like these animals should be. Yeah, they're like, they're like the looking ocean. retrospectively on the ocean while they're cruising around. Yeah, exactly. That's where those animals should be. Not, not in tanks, not, not for our entertainment. Right. Um, but again, the, the tragedy... <clears throat> Excuse me. The tragedy of the film, as well, is that it's it's not just about the whales. You know, three human lives have have been lost. Exactly. You know, um, and, you know, families that will never get over that. You know, so that's kind of the underlying crux of it all. And then they're looking back at the, and I think as well that the the I would have liked a little bit more on because it's an hour. It's about an hour and twenty three minutes. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more on the court room stuff um I, I mean maybe that's just my kind of taste but i think people other people might have put them off but they, they only use like tiny little parts of the courtroom and i was thinking would have been nicer if you'd given me a little bit more you know so you could try and come to your own conclusion like I, I don't feel like this film says to you oh this is what happened this is what this lot said this is what that lot said come to your own conclusion it feels like they're very much going this happened and it was bad and yeah this is bad let me tell you why it's bad yeah exactly and that's kind of i mean obviously it's a massive impact um and on the whole i personally agree with it but in terms of displaying a balanced view could have could have been, done a better job in terms of yeah, i don't know I, do you know yeah, what I just mean? Al- allowing sense? um yeah just allowing the people who who th- who will defend SeaWorld's practices and explain explain the behaviors a little better. Like, th- this is just painted as they took Tilikum, put him in a pool, and he started killing people, and it's SeaWorld's fault. And like you said, there's, a, there's more nuance to it with, you know, other whales it didn't happen with, it was only this one, and it could have been this, it could have been that. <clears throat> but instead, it's just... This is what happened. SeaWorld's to blame. Don't go to SeaWorld. Yeah, I mean, it does, it does speak a little bit towards kind of the corporate side of things of making uh, like Shamu, if you will, kind of uh, look like something cute and would look after you. And you'd buy kind of um, you'd buy the, the toys at the gate and all this kind of thing. Um, it, it's funny. I, I Obviously, I, I didn't see this film until about f- four or five years ago when I just happened to stumble across it. Um, I think I was at HMV and they were doing like two for eight pounds for films and I, there's a documentary I really wanted uh, on the first one which turned out to be rubbish 
Um, and then this, I, I kind of saw the killer whale and I was like, oh, I'll give that a go. Didn't have a clue what it was about. So I, I just happened to pick it up um, and I loved it. But when I was like um, a 90s kid, so when I was little, I used to watch Free Willy a lot. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I've always had that feeling from being a little kid that it's not right to have whales in yeah, a tank. And I, I, I think that movie gave a lot of people in that generation that perspective because I was the same way. I watched Free Willy all the time when I was a child. Yeah, I liked the second one as well. I really liked that. I thought the second one was great. Frightened me, though, with the whole oil and everything, the fire, yeah. but good film. Uh, the, the ones after that weren't great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and, and again, it kind of makes you think. So, and the whole thing about it all being on SeaWorld, so it's another thing that, that Mark said and other people have said that, well, to put it all on SeaWorld, who probably have the quote-unquote, you know, inverted commas, best practice, you know, they're, they're a massively rich company. They've got parks all over the place. You know, when why are you focusing all on them when there's probably parks out there who who are a lot less who are a lot less um, rigorous and have a lot less better veterinary care and that kind of thing. Uh, again, you could counter that with saying, well, regardless, the sh- why have we got whales in tanks? Regardless, like we shouldn't be nitpicking about yeah, but this park and that. No, we should. Why are we even? But it, it's right. a funny one, isn't it? I, I think it comes down to how people person, personally feel um, about certain things. I've, I've been, I don't even know if I've been, many zoos, really. Been to Flamingoland, wouldn't see, you know, I think I saw a polar bear when I was little, and I just remember thinking how kind of sad it looked. Not how sad it looked, but how, like, pathetic the surroundings were, like, all right. blue plastic and meant to look like an eagle and it was all just it just looked and you just think that's just that's just crap and that's as a kid you know like you just think this is a bit odd yeah so i've been to i've been to quite a few i've never been i've never been to sea world uh, i never went to a bush gardens over here up until just maybe was it last year or the year before we we went with we were down in florida and we went with my daughter what's um, a bush what's a bush garden john it's uh, it's really just like, it's an amusement park and a zoo in one. There's rides, there's there's games, there's bad fried food. Yeah, yeah. There, there's um, there's you know gift shops and it's it's like a it's a huge zoo. It's really sprawled out, and they have other attractions mixed in with it, like rides and yeah. and all that stuff you would normally get. Yeah, theme um, parks. We've got those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, yes. Uh, and be and actually, see, I've I've always been, I've always had a like a big heart for animals. That's what I read a lot of is nature books and stuff like that. So even before we went to Bush Gardens, I started researching to make sure that the different boards that oversee these parks graded it well with their care for the animals. And you got to take that with a grain of salt, obviously, but it did it was ranked well so i felt okay going yeah. and they no no orcas or anything but they have you know your penguins your safari areas with the elephants and stuff like that uh, my daughter really enjoyed it so um yeah I, I don't frown upon people going to that type of thing but sea world was never never anything i wanted to go see yeah and, think- and in light of this i'm glad i didn't <laughs> well i think it comes back to, to what 
one of the the guys says in the film where he says, you know, I don't want my daughter going and thinking it's normal to have these beautiful majestic creatures in a tank um, with people clapping at them and that kind of thing. And, you know, again, it's it's that old, old thing of this, you can't look at, you can't look forward in the future and see how everything that we do is going to be judged. I've no doubt we won't be judged uh, particularly well yes. <laughs> um, for a lot of things. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it does make you think of, of, um, of like what, what were they thinking type thing. Um, but it's just, a, but money, money probably. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Money, money is everything. I mean, money to, with money, you can do whatever you want basically. And that's what, that's what that all boiled down to. Yeah, and I think to see, like the footage of like so many incidences and, um, and where you've got like the, the animals that would rake each other and, and things like that, and it's just yeah, it's it's a very surprising thing because it's not. I mean, obviously, I'm not American, so I was never subject to the the, the adverts or anything, but watching the adverts they show in this where it's all about, um, about you know come and meet our baby whale and oh. I've got to say, John, like the only part of this where I'm going to try and be a little bit funny, right? Oh, what's with that ad? What's with that advert, right? Where they're like, where they're like the stereotypical American family, where it's like, where, uh, when the whale comes up to the glass and splashes the water, wham, you're a goner. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the little family and that. I was like, oh, well, no. Well, let's be fair. It was the 90s. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yes it was. I, I do actually remember those ads from when I was a kid with the, with the whales like swimming through the clouds and all that weird special effect nonsense. Uh, those, those are, st- I do still remember those from being a child and seeing those on TV. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it never really, it never really made me want to go see it. Well, yeah. I, I just, I just wondered, cause it's like, I was watching it just thinking, Oh dear me. But yeah, the nineties were, yeah, not a, not a great time for anyone really. Well, in terms of adverts, very strange stuff. Um, but no, it, it was. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, it was an interesting film, a very powerful film, a, f- a film that I've watched quite a few times since it uh, since it came out. Like I, like I, I, re- I ummed and ad about reviewing it in all honesty because I thought because obviously you 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 don't. I mean, you don't know who's going to listen to these, do you? Um, and I, you know, especially when it deals with something that's taken somebody's life, or you know, so you kind of think, do I really want to talk about? Do I really want to talk about this? Because you don't know who might hear it. But so you got to kind of think about being respectful. Not that I'm disrespectful in general, but it's just right. kind of one of those things that I thought about. Especially when I started watching it, thinking, how am I going to talk about this? That's why I I've gone and done the notes and treated it like research that I would would do. Um, yeah. If you're not, you're not making fun of a, a, a bad character. No, these, no. Are, these are real people, and they, yeah. this was real circumstances. Yeah, and even when they show the the um, that's another thing when they say that oh they came and said that 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 the lady had tripped and fell into the pool. Well, it wasn't SeaWorld that said that; it was the sheriff's office, and it was when SeaWorld came back and said no, the, it wasn't. Whereas the film makes it look like. Well, they say, or oh, when the eyewitnesses say, oh, no, it was this, that, and the other. But it was right. the sheriff that said that. Then SeaWorld had said, hang on a minute. It actually, it was because I did a bit of reading about it. Um, 
so yeah, no, yeah, and even in that, you kind of and the whole argument with the ponytail and things they do because I uh, was it was it the Mark character? I can't remember, but I was reading and um, it said that the the lady who who died, she was growing it long because apparently she was gonna cut her hair off and sell it for like cancer patients, you know, to make wigs. Um, yeah. So her hair was longer than usual and. And, and there was people who said it was the ponytail, the spotter who said it was, and other eyewitnesses said it was, uh, because it's not something that the whales would usually they wouldn't get that stimul like stimulus, you know, of 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 like hair, you know what I mean? So yes. um and it's interesting because when you watch the film with that in mind, I was watching it and in some of the footage before that incident, the ladies got shorter hair, like a mm. lot shorter ponytail, and a lot of the others do as well. But you know, I wasn't there and um, and I, I, oh, I didn't see it. So you, you kind of that's a thing. These are we know from events that eyewitnesses are quite unreliable in terms of. You could ask fifty people who watch the same thing, and you'll get fifty different yeah exactly. versions. Um, but it is interesting to, when you do a little background reading and you and you find out that um, there's there's different stories, and you you can always tell a story to make it look one way. I mean, you'll know this, John, from when you read. Uh, autobiographies or, or or history novels or anything or, or uh, you know anything about wars there's always two sides there's always two ways of explaining it mm-hmm. um or, or i think probably some of the best examples that i can think of are, are things such as if anyone's ever seen everest the 2015 film which i loved uh but when you read the different accounts around the 1996 everest disaster um uh, you've like you've got john krakauer who went to climb and he he wrote the first book and then mountaineers wrote another book to kind of um counter what he'd said so you know you always get different viewpoints and different narratives so i think it's it's always a a good thing to go out there and do a bit of your own reading and do a bit of your own research and come to your come to your own conclusion don't just don't go with what everyone said i'm not I'm not telling people to obviously I'm not talking just about SeaWorld, but just in general, yeah, go out there and have a bit of a read about, um, or if reading is not your thing, watch watch some documentaries or watch some films or, you know, do it a different way. Oh, but, sure. but go out and find out um, a little bit more. Just just be curious and don't just take what's fit. Don't take things at face value and kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. I'll go with that because the majority of people are saying it. Well, no, actually, why don't you? Why don't you go? Right. Make up your own opinion. Your opinion it, as well as everybody else's. Especially in today's world where everyone, most people are just trying to get that quick online viral fame. So they they put their, their opinion from one quick Google search on there instead of putting in some effort and seeing, you know, like you said, both sides of the story and trying to trying to actually see the truth before you before you speak on it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, what is truth? I mean, that's another argument, isn't it? But I suppose, yeah, I suppose truth, it's kind truth of... Truth is subjective, <laughs> I guess. Um, but no, I think it's, I mean, maybe because I read a lot of history stuff, even the most abhorrent people in history did what they did for what they thought were legitimate means. So you, even in that, you've got to kind of go, right, well, what was it that led them to do this? It's a little bit like they're trying to do in the film with with the whale. Um, in the, Look, it's not just, it hasn't just done this to be barbaric. We've got to look back at this whale's history and figure out what what's happened in their life to get them to this point, and then is it happening with other whales? Which arguably, you know, you know, because on the whole, like SeaWorld and other parks have had their trainers in the water millions of times, hundreds of thousands of times. 
and this has only happened what SeaWorld it's happened once um right and then the, the place over in where was the, it? the, the canary the canary yeah, islands, islands yeah yeah the laurel park here with with the, the death of the trainer there and now um, now you know research shows with people as well and i'm sure with animals that trauma gets passed down between generations so you know you have one whale that had a bad encounter in the wild with a diver and then you don't know that you know that then you have the offspring of that whale and you don't know this happened so now this whale is going to have a bad instinct toward um toward divers because of what happened to its its mother or its father in the past yeah it's 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 fascinating it's a fascinating um thing to look at like and there's other things such as they said in the film that there's no instances of killer whales doing any harm to humans in the wild now i think that there's i don't there's any reported killings but there's been recently in the past couple of years uh where killer whales have been ramming boats um and they can't kind of figure out why they're doing that so um so uh, because those whales were subscribed to Amazon Prime and saw Blackfish, I'm and, not, <laughs> and I'm they're not. fighting back. <laughs> I don't know who, who knows, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the they've been ramming um, boats. I think it's off the Spanish coast. Yeah, Spanish coast. I was just looking at my notes, um, and researchers have been saying that they they think it's been carried out by two or three young animals, um, and that they were injured. So. They, they think because of their injury they don't know what like what was going on but it's obviously you, you can't you, you can't figure out what what's in their their mind well you can't figure out what's in anybody's mind can you hmm. um but but it's uh it's that that thing again of, of just having to read around the subject and i know reading is not 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 easy for everybody um but but it's something that that I love and because I'm one of these people I've always been quite curious about well oh yeah that's what you tell me but I, can I go away and have can I go away and have a look at the other stuff uh, that oh, like, it's, a, it's a good way to be yeah it, it definitely has a has a narrative of the film um, but again I think if you go out and have a read about stuff a lot of the stuff I read didn't massively change my opinion of the, the film's message or, 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 that really should, should we have these animals in these conditions, you know, whether it's SeaWorld with their multi, you know, multi-million pound facilities or another smaller, I was going to say smaller fish, if you know what I mean, no pun intended in terms of like a smaller company. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, did you have any like for any more thoughts that we didn't come on to? Or? No, not really. Uh, like I said, there were there was a narrative to this movie and they they really forwarded that with who they they focused on with their interviews. There's a man, uh, or even the diver at the beginning, who was helping to hunt them. They, uh, John something. He had a, a red sleeveless T-shirt on. Yeah. Uh, old, old, almost looks like a pirate. Uh, he he was talking, and he said that you know, when they would separate the families, like you could you could hear and see how upset these fish were. And he said at one point he just hit his breaking point and couldn't do it anymore. And he was visibly upset talking about it. And um, so, so the people that took that point of view later on in life is who this documentary was really trying to focus on. <laughs> so they could, uh, they could sway people's opinions when watching. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
Yeah, the shirt he was wearing, it was like Deep Sea Johns or something it said, I think. Right. If I remember rightly. Um, yeah, I think he I think he's passed away since since the film was made, actually. Because I think I read about him on uh, did I read about him? Have a look. I, I definitely wrote down. And I've I've had the movie playing silently as we're speaking. And um, there was at one point there was two women who visited Sealand uh, the day one of the tragedies happened. Yeah. And they were they would they were, that was a strange interview. I don't know. I'm sure you remember them speaking. There was the two women. One of them has uh, short curly hair. The one on the left, and the other the other one on the right. Yeah, the, has... so the two sisters were the sisters. And right. Because right. one of them, and I think the one on stage right. So as you're looking at her on the right. Um, she was like very smiley, wasn't she? And it was a, a, yes, yes. I, I've thought about this because I've seen people like comment, you know, saying, "Oh, why was she smiling? Someone's died." And I th- and I thought, well, it's probably people don't deal with trauma as you'd expect. So she's probably she probably doesn't know what to do. You can see they're both very uncomfortable, right? Talking right. about it. Um, it was a, they were they were both very uncomfortable, and and I understand people saying something about the one on the right because. She almost just seems like detached from the whole thing without she's speaking about it. Yeah, because there's a there's a I don't mean it. There's a brilliant moment just in terms of, of facial expression when she talks about it. it she's oh, it was pretty wretched, and she I think she she's deta- like you said she's detached talking about it. And I don't think her face matches how she feels. She's smiling, and then I think she kind of realizes what her face is doing, and she she drops it, and then she says, you know, condolences to. To, to Kelty's family and there's that right. bit where her face drops and I think I think she probably she's probably just trying to be polite and talk and, and be friendly to whoever she's talking to because in these there's always somebody sat there they're talking to they're not sat talking to a camera uh, like it looks like in these kind of films um, but yeah it's, it's a very it does stay with you though um, that interview because the you can see how the very they didn't know what to do, um, right? So yeah, it was. Uh, you got a, you got someone sitting there recording them reliving a pretty traumatizing moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so um, I've just I've just found that that I was reading earlier. So, um, John Crow, that was uh, that was uh, Deep Sea John, the guy who was talking about. He he caught them, and he what a fascinating. I'd have loved to have listened more about his life. Because he said, "Oh, I, I was I took part in two changes of regime in Southern and South America. Uh, and yeah. This is the only, <laughs> and I've seen some pretty horrific things. And this is like the thing that's affected me the most. And I was thinking, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to listen more to like your life. But uh, yeah, he uh, he passed away in 2015. Um, he was he lived in Newport. I'm not entirely sure whereabouts that is. Oh, no, sorry, a... Newport, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I know he was on the West Coast." Uh, yeah, um, and Copperthwaite said, interviewing John Crow was the moment that I knew I had a movie. His interview really taught me that Blackfish could only work if the people in it exhibited a measure of humility and of regret. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that touches on exactly how I feel with a lot of these interviews. Yeah, oh, so it says, the exp- this is nothing I don't tell you. The experience led Crow to activism against the treatment of whales which in recent years took the form of a charitable apparel company dubbed Deep Sea John. Oh, so that's what he was wearing. I never knew that. 
Oh, nice. Um, and he he died um, at a motel he owned in Nye Beach at the age of 77. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that man seems to have had an interesting life. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely fascinating. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like. Again, love reading because you find stuff out. Nah, yeah. I'm, one, I'm one of those people, John, you're probably, you're probably similar to yourself. I'm one of those people where people are like, how do you know this? Like, where do you get this stuff? And I'm like, oh, I read a lot. Like, I'm right. that guy in a pub quiz who'll, who'll pull a really random thing out of his back pocket. Um, oh, all the time. <laughs> like, especially with films. I like knowing those random little bits of information. And actually, I, I copied and pasted a paragraph because killer whales are dolphins. And I, I really wondered where the term killer whale came from. So I actually looked it up and then, and then noted it just so, I, just so it was something I could, I could know and remember. Well, you can't tease me like that. Why, why, why no, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I know. I was, I know I was, that, come that, on, that, leave it on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> so, so the article I read, it was like some random U.S. website. It was like uswhales.org or something. That doesn't sound real. It says, uh, orcas were given the name killer whale by ancient sailors' observations of groups of orcas hunting and preying on larger whale species. They called orcas assassina balenus, or whale killer, a term that was eventually flipped around to the easier killer whale. And their Latin name, orcanus orca, also reflects this observation of orcas feeding on larger whales. Orcanus translates to of the kingdom of the dead, and orca refers to a kind of whale. Ah, there you go. I never so knew that. That that was something I really wanted to know, because yeah. I'm aware they're dolphins, and I, I I never knew the origin of that the term killer whale. Well, neither did I know that now. Um, but no, and again with like interesting facts, like like speaking of the film Free Willy, and I'll probably review this at some point. Um, the the and the whale was called Keiko. I'm thinking I'm not sure you pronounce it. Um, and that whale was released after, but it never integrated properly in back into a pod. Um, in, in I think died of pneumonia near Iceland, I think. Um, mm. after like being out for years, but it kept coming back to kind of to see humans, like it couldn't quite break that cycle. Um, so it, I think. So that's another thing when people say, oh, they need to just release them into the wild. Well, actually, that's not possible for a lot of them because they, they wouldn't know what to do if they've been bred in captivity or been in captivity. If, and what a horrendous word for a start. Because when you say right. in captivity, for, anyway, uh, you, th- you think, well, it's not possible just to let them all go. And I think the lady says that, doesn't she? In, in the um, She says that. She says um, the ones that are old and sick, they should be put into an ocean pen. Uh, to kind of experience the natural rhythms of the ocean. So, um, and I tell you what, though, I loved the Osha guy. He was brilliant. Um, yeah, I liked his. I liked a lot of his uh, testimony. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he, he was re- he was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially the bit where he's talking about this because there's that fa- fascinating fo- footage of um, uh, Ken. Ken something the the trainer that gets dragged to the bottom, Ken Peters that's it the trainer that gets dragged to the bottom, uh by another killer whale and he man- and he comes up, and gets dragged down again, and that's that's quite a quite a hard uh, section to watch. Yeah, that that part was really terrifying, and it, it goes on for a long time. 
yeah, it's it's not like it's not like out there and done, is it? It's it it goes on for a while, and I think he's he's very lucky to, to kind of be alive because uh, being a scuba diver, and he's, a lot of people got dragged to the bottom of there. They would most probably panic. Um, yeah, with the the change in pressure that rapidly. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I uh, I've never dived, but I do a lot of swimming in the sea and stuff. So, but um, I I think I'd be terrified. Well, the the guy I won't swear. The guy summed it up a lot better than I did in the film. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah, it's very, very impactful film, um, and definitely something I would encourage people to go and watch, um, if, if wherever you can find it. I know it's on a few streaming sites to watch, uh, like Netflix and things. Yeah, I um, I watched mine on Amazon Prime. Oh, I think it might be on like Tubi or something. I don't know that one. Is yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's. And streaming services are a dime a dozen at this point. Oh god, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it just <laughs> but yeah, uh it uh but no, I'd definitely say it people it's a very powerful document. It's 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 not the easiest to watch is like I wouldn't say it's gory, but there's descriptions in there that are pretty graphic. Uh actually, no, there are a few bits that are a little bit gory when you start to see injuries of whales and injuries of uh of humans as well. So yeah, the, the pictures of the whales uh, raking each other, that's pretty traumatizing. And I feel like there's, did they show someone's broken arm at oh, one God, point? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, just, yeah, yeah. It's huge. It was not in, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not in good shape. That was disturbing to see. No. Well, the fact that that's all she came away with. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, I don't, that, that's the thing. It's something you always, it's the old Jaws mantra, isn't it? That like I swim in rivers and, and seas. Um, for fun um and take as much preparation as i can but at the end of the day once you enter the sea it's not your natural inhabit it's not your natural environment exactly yes so you know i mean obviously i know we, we don't get kind of sharks as much as kind of the east coast of america does but you've kind of got to accept that when you go into that environment you're the outsider you can't expect things to just leave you alone work right? out yeah oh yeah i do the um, same thing i used to go i haven't in a long time but i used to go hiking a lot in different uh state parks in my area mm-hmm. and i would go over the top with the caution i'd have water i'd have snacks i'd have i'm a diabetic so i'd always have my medicine with me ah, i'd yeah. have i'd have a first aid kit i'd have a pocket knife i'd have this that i'd have a whole backpack and meanwhile i'm like two miles from my car <laughs> <laughs> yeah john i'm exactly the same i've literally um because I hike as well, because I live kind of on the edge of a national park. Um, and um, <laughs> and I've literally got, like, I've got like about three pen knives in my bag. I've got my jet boil, which is like, it's like your stove. I've got uh, like, um, I've even, I've, I've got all the stuff you said. I've got a first aid kit, the men's first aid kit, map, torch, even though I never got at night. Um, I've got like foil blankets. And I've even got like what, nice. they call a, what they call a storm shelter which is essentially a tent without a bottom that you can pull over your head. Oh, okay. So, yeah, have a look for one of those. If you ever, if you ever take up hiking again, look at look at storm shelters. They're like a tiny little... They look like an orange tent without a bottom. You just pull them over your head, sit on one <laughs> side and put your feet on the other. Uh, they kind nice. of protect you from the wind and the rain and keep you moderately warm. Um, like you said, until, it's, not, it's not... You're not the you're not the top dog in that environment anymore, so you got to take precautions. Well, yeah, exactly. Um especially over here, like your waterproofs. 
it's up to be fair it's absolutely steaming over at the minute we're in the middle of like a heat wave well heat wave for us like tw- it was like 29 degrees earlier which oh. for us it's it, that's just unbearable people, <laughs> people from america would laugh but like when it gets to like 18 plus degrees over here it's just unbearable like we're not used to it we're so not used to it um <laughs> but uh yeah so lesson of this story is people uh if you could have got hiking or anything like that be prepared because you know you never know um and don't yeah yeah i just just mind how you go uh so yeah john i know you did a little bit at the beginning but would you like to uh i i kindly invite you to take part in the shameless plug part of the episode um, all right how much time do you have um, oh, we, oh we, yeah we got like six minutes you get you <laughs> i'm gonna take up the whole six uh no uh <laughs> yes i'm my name is john wesley i host the sense of shelf podcast uh, as we've touched on a couple times during this i i like to read a lot uh, i'm always surrounded by books have a couple on me at all times uh i like to talk about books whether it's talking about authors or talking about a favorite book or uh, any genre of book really and I decided to go ahead with this podcast because um, I'm going to actually plug another friend too. So I apologize for this. Ben okay. with the enlightened pod, him and I are close friends in real life, not on, not on social media. And we had talked about doing kind of like a, a nerd kingdom podcast, just everything, anything that a nerd would like to talk about, but he beat me to it. He, I was too wishy-washy about it. He started his, and then a couple months later, the idea to do the sense of shelf came to me. I like a good play on words, so I went with the sense of shelf. And the main the main thing I want to do with it is talk to people about their favorite books, uh, anybody, and talk to authors about their work. And I'm starting to dive into that now. But I invite anyone to reach out to me, to follow. All my social medias are at sense of shelf pod. I have Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have sense of shelf pod at Gmail. Uh, I have all the things that every podcaster has Kofi, buy me coffee, all the social medias and um, listen to me ramble on about books and talk to other people about books. And Sean, I invite you and anyone else listening. If you have a favorite book you'd like to discuss, find me on any of those social medias and let's talk about it. Something that can be a little more lighthearted. I mean, this was enjoyable, but it's a very serious uh, film. So. Yeah, it really is. Um, oh, no, definitely. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to pick something there. Uh, I would have said Office Space, but I've already reviewed that myself. Uh, that's a good <laughs> film. That's like silly humour, isn't it? Yeah. But, but um, no, it's, it's been lovely having you on. Uh, thanks to anybody who's still listening. If you've enjoyed this, great. Go share, rate. Um, let people know about it. If you haven't enjoyed it, well, thanks for listening so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, admi- I admire you sticking with me this long.